Okay, Justin, I just Googled this. Packed with vigor, humor, and a medley of infectious songs, this musical is a straightforward but original nativity play told from the perspective of a curious sheep. Justin, what do you think the name of this musical is? Uh, Broomhilda? Uh, Matilda? Hey, you! <laughs> this is Jimmy Apod. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Wow. I almost just started it by just saying, hey, you. And then uh, while you were gone, I was like, well, what else could I make this? And then I was like, do you eat hay? And they do. So I was like, well, I'm not clever enough to think of, like, how to reverse it. Like, so uh, I just Googled, hey, you. And there's a game. There's a that's who Matilda is. It's a you that lives on a farm. Oh, uh, okay. All right. And it's it's like an iOS game uh, by Team I, I didn't even, yeah, put two and two together. I was so focused yeah. on, like, oh, I, I got the inside scoop, man. Yeah. Now, there's Hey You Ranch. Um, I'm not sure where they are. Um, anyway, nativity play in the UK called Hey You. Um, so there it is. Uh, this is an Orangewood Sessions track. I'm very excited about this week's guest. Um, I do conflate Mason and Mitch in the interview, um, but let's dig in, unless you have housekeeping. No, I got nothing. Last week, we didn't do any covers. Eventually, we'll recover the we'll record for patreon.com slash jimmypod, the cover section, because there's a lot of really good ones in there. Uh, this week is Hey You from the Orangewood Sessions. It is track three of six, uh, released in 1992, recorded by Mike Coleman and Jimmy World at the Orangewood Studios. This is probably Grimus. Um, which is uh, Tom, Rick, and Mason. Um, singing is Tom. Uh, and that's all I got. Uh, Justin, uh, did you <laughs> suss out any lyrics for this one? I did. Some of these, I even listening back, oh, shoot, you know what I need to do? I need to grab. I sure don't. I got to have a break, my breakdown, which I logged in for. Um, I broke down the tracks just oh. to see if you could find anything or, or clearly hear like stems? certain lyrics, yes. Oh, and yeah, it's girl. the it's the it's the splitter, but it wasn't that clear. Now, first, hold on. Before we jump into the lyrics, you have shared you have the shared actual the track. Song. Okay, yeah. So, so this is so the song me, "Hey You." Okay, um, this is the song. This is the song "Hey You." little different for Jimmy World, man. Huh. I'm so mad because I already know that this is going to come back. <laughs> well, I don't know what you're talking about, David. <laughs> come on, sing with me, baby. Yippee tie Yippee tie What the cowboys say. Oh, Christine Taylor. Get along, Till the break of day. Watch out for that man eats cactus. Oh, Jackrabbit. <laughs> Killer cacti. Hey, dude. Yeah, so a shorter song. I have song that on my Plex. Uh, that's a good watch on Plex if you want. The funny um, thing about Hey, Dude. Oh, you watched the, the, the Hulu documentary about Nickelodeon. Yeah, I did. I literally did. recorded it in the summer in Tucson. Like, how? Uh, with dumb. no AC. I know. <sighs> God. <laughs> indoors. Can you imagine that? 120 outside and they got to record something indoors in the middle of the day. 
Couldn't even. Anyway, Couldn't even. Yes. Tell me. Um, that, that's real quick. Track. Okay, I so that. this. Um, I did want to look at this. I've I've never really looked into that song itself, and and mm. because this is such a light content episode, I figured we'd take a little bit of a. Uh, Thank you. A, a little bit of a weave. Um, found out that this was performed by Dale Jarvis and uh, I believe written by Lionel Cartwright. Now, Dale Jarvis didn't have any other information other than like a photo, one single photo of what he looked like uh, and uh, no other, essentially no other discography associated with his name. However, Lionel Cartwright um, wrote a song, uh, is a musician, and wrote a song in 1990. So this would be July 14th of 1989. This is almost 32 years to this month that Hey Dude was released on TV on Nickelodeon. So this is about a year later. This is Lionel Cartwright. And I let Lindsay listen to this song, and (laughs) she agreed with me. I want to get your input on this, if this has any kind of other sound to it. Um, So this is Lionel Cartwright here. uh, Top track, I watched it all on my radio. Six transistor when I was a kid Under my pillow I kept it hid When the lights went out and no one could see Over the airwaves the world came to me I'd go through the stations till I found a game I knew how they played by the sounds of their names. The sluggers hit homers, those pitchers threw smoke. And I watched it all on my radio. At the crack of the bat, I knew how far it go. And I watched it all on my radio. I watched it all on my radio. I don't know. It, it that already had fucking rules. I know, right? And it's and wow. it was written around the same time as Hey Dude, but it's got that sound. I don't know. Yeah, it's got like that him that, going. That lead guitar was coming in and sounded just yeah. like a Hey Dude. Song. Yep. <laughs> uh, that was terrific. That reminds me of the stories that Vin Scully would tell when he was a kid. He would lay under. You know, he had a console radio as a kid, right? Yeah. And he yeah. would lay under the radio and listen to baseball games, so it felt like he was at the stadium. And that's what that song. Oh man. Me of. Uh, that's yeah. terrific. That's going on my baseball <laughs> opening day playlist. <laughs> Heck yeah. So Lionel Cartwright there. Um, I watched it all on my radio. Uh, I thought that was a nice little, uh, uh, a nice little, uh, tour Are you off. you going to be playing that while you're driving up to, uh, Paso Robles? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's a good driving music right there. Hell yeah, it is. Uh, so anyway, that is not Jimmy World. And hopefully people that jump around the episode. No, it's like, the hell are these guys? <laughs> The hell are these guys listening to? Yeah. Um, so here we go. These are the lyrics that I did, uh, that I, I, listening to it closely, breaking it down, I couldn't really get any clearer than this. So here we go. This is Hey You by, uh, yeah, Grimace, Grimus, pre Jimmy. Oh, World, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Jimmy the Grimace yeah. thing comes up in the interview. So okay. <laughs> that's why I'm saying it that way. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Uh, everything is so wrong for you. I'm a boy with no sense of time, and I'm always thinking twice. Now, before I get into these lyrics, did you want to listen to the the track first? Yeah, or? let's do it. It, it. it definitely sounds like a band inspired by The Cure. Okay, here you go. God damn it. <laughs> Are you macking me-ing me? <laughs> All right, here we go. 
Uh, <laughs> Paul Rudd. <laughs> oh, this isn't going to be Mac and me, is it? No. <laughs> I should have. I should have. <laughs> All right, here we go. Everything is so wrong for me. I'm a boy with no sense of time, and I'm always thinking twice. In my eyes, like something you're gonna have to miss. You're gonna have to change, or I'm gonna lie or cry. It's like you're yawning there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to that tone, man. Yeah, man. Coming straight out of that ant, man. <laughs> I mean, this is Boys Don't Cry. Welcome back yeah. to your trip <laughs> to planet Earth. It's a long trip to Earth. It's everywhere. In my eyes, like something I'm gonna have to miss. You're gonna have to change or I'm gonna lie. Oh, God. Yawn. Yawn. I like that part. Yeah. Yeah, Mitch. Right? Or is this Ricky Birch? Is this Ricky Birch? I think it's Ricky Birch. All right. But he's also doing like um (laughs) how was his name from the misfits? Oh yeah, yeah. Glenn Danzig. He's doing a Glenn Danzig voice a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't even catch that. Okay. So I'll <laughs> these are the lyrics. Um, so what I had gathered from listening to that, this is this is what I have uh, written down here is everything is so wrong for you. I'm a boy with no sense of time and I'm always thinking twice. I think this is the classic story of a, a essentially a guy and a girl here. So talking about her and saying she's bad news, either in what happens to her or what she causes or what she makes happen. And he's letting her know that he's gullible and naive. Right, I'm always thinking twice. I have no sense. Like he's being very clear with her. Like I'm an idiot. Yeah. Are you gonna Are you gonna take advantage of me? Really? Uh, next line. I don't even annotate how this is. Uh, I think this is verse two, maybe here. Um, <laughs> in my eyes lies something you're yes. gonna have to miss. Yeah. Now uh, the eyes are the windows or the window to the soul. So maybe there's something he knows that she's eventually going to miss out on. Like he's mm-hmm. maybe he's teasing His love, her. Like yeah, yeah, per, yeah. If she if she takes advantage of him, um, you're gonna have to change, or I'm gonna lie, uh, or cry. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna have to change, or I'm gonna lie or cry. Uh, she's got to change her crazy ways, or he might do something rash like lie. And if he doesn't, 
then he'll be the one crying. So it sounds like someone's got to make a decision to, uh, I don't know, perpetuate, either make fix the relationship or end this thing. This is such <laughs> the juvenile lyrics, you know. They, oh yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I'm having a tough time explaining these here. Uh, the chorus then, uh, how can we go on? You keep my lights dim, so little one. Now we're getting a little bit deeper. I like these. How can we go on? You keep my lights dim, so little one. Uh, he sees that she's intentionally holding him back or keeping him in the dark or uh, stifling his, I don't know, maybe his desires or his uh, creativity. Uh, and then growing in the bright sun within my lights dim, so little one. And he wants to blossom and flourish in the sun uh, and make something of himself, but she's just holding him back. Or he's allowing himself to be held back because he's so naive and has no sense of time. And I think the time is a pretty important uh, term that we have to maintain through this this song here. So at the very beginning, he says, I'm a boy with no sense of time, and I'm always thinking twice. This is an interesting line here, which I believe this might be verse three here. Is, Welcome back to your trip to planet F. Now, I tried to look. There's no pop culture reference to a planet F what whatsoever there's planet x right you know right i was gonna say is the fidelity of the recording such that it sounds like f but he's saying x yeah and and you know what i thought that too and so let me isolate these this is going to be about um here let's listen here halfway yeah this is going to be about let's see (laughs) (laughs) okay um yeah about it let's go half halfway half halfway halfway all right yeah, after that chorus. So here we go. Welcome back to your trip to Planet F. You, uh, oh, you yeah, can't really know. hear X. You can kind of make out an not X. At all. So yeah, F. So welcome back to your trip to Planet F. Um, Planet maybe Buck. he's saying that she's spacey <laughs> and space cadet Uh It's a long trip without a hell, just anywhere. Uh, it, I, I'm gathering she's been gone for a long time. Um, maybe in her mind she stepped out figuratively and she's just kind of checked out essentially um, <clears throat> trying to bring her back in. Now, he does this second verse again, which maybe we can call this the pre-chorus, but instead of saying or cry, so in my eyes lies something you're going to have to miss. You're going to have to change or I'm going to lie. Or die. Uh, um, and I think the die there, that's a pretty emo lyric. Right, yeah, totally. so he goes from crying to dying. That's that's intense. And then uh, he plays the boys don't cry riff. Yeah. Then we have the. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Now I know what you're talking about with the boys don't cry. Yeah, the song is kind of bouncy, here. like boys don't cry, and then it has yeah. like a riff that's like almost that boys don't cry riff. I was listening to a lot of the Cure at the time. <laughs> we just riffed on that one last time. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh. Then the chorus comes back. Oh, how can we go on? You keep my lights dim, so little one, growing in the bright sun. Changes up the chorus at that at this uh, this juncture here. It says, "You tack the picture from your postcard." I think that she's out in the sun, traveling while he's in there, left to die, uh, rotting away in the darkness. By you tack the picture from your postcard, so it's like she's taking these pictures or postcards that she's you know, let's say she's purchased on her travels and she's tacking those up. So she's actually just sharing and, and, and basking in her own joy there. Then we have the lyric 
the title iterated into the the lyrics hey, here. So we've got you. yeah, which I like this. I like this little end here. It's kind of a cool little. Um, I don't even know how you would refer to this. Again, this is annotated so poorly here. I you know putting this together. If this is going to be like the <laughs> outro or some kind of refrain here, but a coda. Uh, yeah, Tom then sings, "Hey you." You're going to have to change the time. So there's that second mention of time. She's got to make a change or move. Either she's got to fix what they got, the issues they got going on, or she's got to move on to someone else. Again, hey, you, take another drink and you'll hold on. And I don't know if this is literal or figurative, but it's take another drink and let the world fade away. You know, sip on this and and either forget things. Um, and then the third time is, hey, you, why aren't you going to cry? Does she not care? Why, why am I the one that cries about this and she doesn't? And then the last little admission here is I'm down. Oh, yeah. Um, and he's down. That's my note there is he is down. Yeah, because he is feeling pretty bummed about their situation. So I think it's this is a your, your classic uh, boy and girl having a, a relationship issue. And uh, one of them is not treating the other very nicely. And the other one sees that and is giving her kind of an ult- ultimatum. Now, you're going to have to change the time. So uh, there you have it. Those are the lyrics to Hey You. <laughs> Maybe the power went out in their apartment and the uh, the oven is flashing, you know, 12 o'clock. <laughs> you're going to change the time or what? I got no sense of time right now. Is it one o'clock in the morning? Is it seven? Yeah. Yeah. So there you have the lyrics. Um, what else you got? I mean, I don't have any structure on it. Um, I wrote down so... Here's what Emmy 2018, who grew up with the band, had said about the lineup during this time, uh, since we're only pretty sure it's Grimace. Um, this uh, she's responding to somebody that is theorizing who's in the band uh, around this time or that Zach was uh uh, always the original, original, original drummer. And uh, she says, this is actually incorrect. Zach replaced their original drummer. The original lineup was Rick, Tom, and the first drummer, the original drummer, plays on the Orangewood Sessions. I don't like to post his name publicly, as I'm not sure he would be comfortable with that. I was the original drummer's high school sweetheart and have known Rick and Tom since 1992 and Jim and Zach since 93, 94. Edited to add that Mitch took over for Rick and then Rick replaced Mitch permanently. I don't recall why Rick didn't play with them for a while, allowing Mitch to join. But there were lots of bands going on at the time, so roles changed quite a bit. Um, uh, this is uh, who we've discussed in the past, Mason Cooper yes. on drums. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, more from Emmy 2018. It's weird running into them around town. Tom used to go to my gym and I would see him sometimes and we did a group fitness class together once. Too. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> Uh, imagine Tom in a group fitness class. That's just, I know, right? Um, I met Rick and Tom back in 92. My high school sweetheart was their original drummer before Jim and Zach joined. I met Jim and Zach in early 94. I think Tom also worked with my dad briefly, briefly back in 93. I cry every time I see them live or hear them randomly on the radio in my heart. They're still young kids. Uh, we all were back then beyond proud of them and still floored at how incredibly talented they are. Um, so that's just more information from the front lines. Um, this was a cool little bit, uh, that I found on the subreddit. Um, uh, anyone have any old bootlegs back from the simple discourse days says VMW, VM Whelan. Um, and 
this person, random task 83 four minutes ago, says, wow, wow, uh, never expected to see our old site mentioned on here. So Simple <laughs> Discourse, remember, do you remember the Simple Discourse community was came up last week um, on the table for glasses? So random task 83 is fishy recordings. So ah. get this. Uh, I tried reviving the old project once with Simple Discourse recording community, but unfortunately things didn't take off. Not sure if all my personal recordings have made it to the sites you mentioned, but I have most of them on my terribly out-of-date website, fishyrecordings.com, a highlight of the Damage Era show that I pulled from Sirius XM. Uh, I still have quite a few Jimmy Eat World shows and two recordings from Jim's solo stint right before Integrity Blues that I've never had the time to tweak and split, so they're just sitting on my hard drive untouched, getting married and having kids does that to you amen <laughs> so random task 83 is fishy recordings and since we had brought up last week's um the the recording community uh that is all part of that um so i thought that was cool it's all coming together um, yes uh and uh what did i say here? okay so i had reached out to caitlin hughes because i'm digging through the old archives of jimmy world online now um and I could not find the link that I knew I had downloaded from JimmyWorldOnline.com. And as far as I can tell, it's probably because I didn't download it from JimmyWorldOnline.com. It looks like there was JimmyEatWorldLive.co.uk. And yeah. that website had the Orangewood sessions. And uh, I found that through Futures Past, who I found in the JimmyEatWorldLive.co.uk forums on their archived website. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, it's just a whole like incestuous Charlie day <laughs> meme. <laughs> um, I can see you right now. Yeah. Your I'm bloodshot eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, on their site header, uh, this is way back, uh, last, at least an archive from February 18th, 2007 in the, uh, yeah, on their website, their header had a picture of Jimmy Eat World says media archive news live shows demos video search help contribute thanks forum and the number one demo here 1992 orangewood studio sessions um 24.04 megabytes date added april 9th 2006 at 7:46 wow. p.m uh that is everything i could suss out from it if i click on orangewood studio sessions i believe it just takes me to a dead link Get on web that. archive oh no it does it takes me to uh 1992 orangewood studio sessions demos mp3 256 kilobits per second there's a standard download and a download manager direct link if you're having problems with the other thing and then a track list uh battery acid garbage picture picker hey you in my room johnny ingram and nocturnal um so yeah there it is let's see i wonder <laughs> if the standard download i don't think this works if this works, we might as well link it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, right. No, okay. bueno. I'll try the other one, but I don't think it's going to work. Nope. So there it is. We have it. And I'm assuming I got it from there way back in the day. Yeah, um, man, I'm glad you grabbed it. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, So those are all of the track goes I have. Yeah, Caitlin Hughes did not have it on JimmyWorldOnline.com. Hmm. So those are all of the track notes I have. Okay, have great. Um, you want to have some fun? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is a little bit, uh, because you know what? I, I saw Planet F and I was looking around for a while. <clears throat> I tried to find, uh, other planets that were, I don't know, in pop culture, science fiction, 
And I came across a list called Top 15 Fictional Planets. Now, one of these is that the name of the planet is actually the same name of the movie or film that it's associated with. So I'm going to knock that one out. There's also a couple in here that are quite difficult. So I'm going to say, I'm going to I'm gonna read off from 15. I'm going to go down to two because I'm not going to read the, the top one just because it's the same. I'm guessing that out of these 14, you're going to get 11 of these. Okay. okay. Now, uh, we're going to call this bit because you and I, um, you know, we're, we're exploring space right now and we're just a couple of balls out here. <laughs> All right. Not so this is, <laughs> this is going to be uh, the spinners, by the way. That's the spinners. I forgot that's the spinners. The band, the spinners, man. They're great. Now, Classic. okay. <clears throat> Here's how this is going to work I'm going to give you the name of the planet and I just want you to name the movie that it's mentioned in. Sweet. All right. Understood. Okay. Number 15. LV426. I don't know. Okay. Um, I just remembered. I, I was hoping that it was going to be uh, from a movie I reference a lot, but I remember the name of that planet is Todd. So, and I, 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 I'm sure it's not on this list. Is there a planet Todd on this list? Uh, <laughs> no, there is not a planet Todd. I can't Todd. believe it. I can't believe it. Do you know what movie that is? Uh, no. That's Mom and Dad Save the World with oh. John Lovitz. Ah, uh, yes. Tea or mutton chops? Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, now that that's out of the way. No, I don't know okay. this one. LV, uh, I think a Louis Vuitton. Uh, <laughs> okay, let me see if, uh, oh my gosh, now I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on her name here. Uh, Sigourney Weaver, if I give you that hint. Oh, I haven't seen Alien. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. there you go. Okay, so that one's out. I'm going to knock that one out. Uh, how about number 14, Vogsphere? Don't know it. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I've never seen it. Ah, number 13, Caprica. <sighs> that sounds familiar, but I don't know it off the top yeah. of my head. Okay, uh, Battlestar Galactica. If you don't get number never 12, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be very disappointed. Coruscant. Never. You said Coruscant? That's Star Wars. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 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 this one I don't expect you to get. Uh, Warlorn. Uh, I don't know it. Uh, Dying of the Light. Nope. I believe it's a newer film. All right, number 10 here, Gallifrey. That sounds like an anagram of something, but I don't know. Uh, okay. Uh, what if I said a a blue call box or a police box? Oh, yeah. I don't, I've never seen Doctor Who. Okay. Yeah, me neither. But okay. I'm getting the clues. The clues are helpful. Oh, yeah. Good. <laughs> um, nine is too hard. That one's going to be Mars, and it's from The Expanse. So and I, I doubt you've seen The Expanse. Mars is the name of the planet? Yeah, it must show up in in the expanse. Yeah. Okay. It, okay. I'm gonna. <laughs> I would have said I don't know life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number eight, Cybertron. Wow, I don't know any of these. This is terrible. I'm no, that's fine. I didn't know if you were. Uh, give me I, a hint you know, though. I, I, I like the hint. Um, um, more than meets the eye. Oh, Transformers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Another one. Seven. Again, if you don't get this, Dagobah. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, that is where uh, Yoda lives. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Y-O-D-A, Yoda. Yo, 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 Yoda. Um, number six, Krypton. Uh, Superman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Superman. Number five, Ego. Ego. You got to know this one. This is a recent film. Uh, uh, well, I didn't see The Martian. Okay, this is a comic book group of people. Oh, oh, interesting. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, yeah. yes. All right. I don't know if, if you were into this show. It was uh, a couple of films, but it was on TV. 
Terra Prime. It also has AKA Dang. Earth. But I think the fact that they call it Terra Prime is the hint as to which show this is from. Dang. Terra Prime. Which have been Earth One. Earth Two is the TV show. Uh this was uh ha, mm, let's see. Make it so. Oh, whoa, really? The next yeah. generation? Uh I don't know if it's next generation. Or just, just Star, Star, Star Trek. Trek, yes. Oh, interesting. I don't think I knew that they called Earth Terra Prime. Hmm. There Terra was a Prime. show called Earth Two, if you remember that. Mm-mm. Yeah, see, man, maybe I'm not into science fiction. I don't even like a lot of these sound familiar, probably in the same same boat as you, but you just never saw the film. Um, okay, I got two more for you. Uh, Arda. Arda? No, Arda. I do not. Okay, that one is... Ooh, um, Frodo. Oh, um, Lord of the Rings? Yeah, it is. Huh. Okay, last one. I don't know if you're gonna get this one. Uh, Arrakis. Don't know it. Uh, from Dune. I was never... I never saw Dune. Never saw Dune, but I want to see Dune, um, because I love David Lynch, and I love Kyle MacLachlan, and I guess Sting is in it? <laughs> <laughs> does he play the bass or does he do any uh <laughs> i don't know <laughs> oh man um yeah i would like to see it too uh the last one is solaris and the name of the film is solaris so i didn't want to give you that one so um <laughs> david i think you were i think three. i had none out of <laughs> none out of 14 thank you for playing space balls man <laughs> that was great I love a good game, though. Yeah, right. And you know what? The listeners at home can play too. I hope they were they were cursing and yeah. I hope you're yelling at their podcast players. <laughs> Come on, LV four two six. Come on. <laughs> I can't believe Todd wasn't on that. I mean, I got well, I got what the two Star Wars ones, I guess. But. You did, yes. <laughs> Dumb. And and you got Superman. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Star Wars fans are probably yelling at me because I didn't say Empire Strikes Back and. <laughs> A New Hope. Um, although, I'm trying to think. Coruscant is Coruscant is the Cloud City, I believe. No, that's uh, Bespin is the Cloud City. Coruscant is from... Did I have to... Because I'm assuming it said the specific names of those Star Wars movies. Let me see if I can redeem myself there. Coruscant, I guess, shows up in Clone Wars. Or uh, Attack of the Clones, right? I. You want me to tell you? Because I. I'm, it well, shows up in... I guess maybe just Coruscant is the is like the city planet. I think you do get anyway. you do get a point. You did say Attack of the Clones, and it does show up in there. Um, it also show shows though. up in the Phantom Menace. Oh, and, they go to Coruscant and Phantom Menace. Okay, and Revenge of the it was, Sith. It was well, yeah, it was sequel trilogy, and then yeah. um, Dagobah shows up in uh, Empire Strikes Back. Yes, oh. there you go. Redemption. You got it. <laughs> Okay, uh, not, and and then of course I said sequel trilogy, and I'm sure somebody's yelling at me for that. It's the prequel trilogy. Sequel trilogy <laughs> is the new batch of films, the J.J. Abrams and uh, Ryan Johnson films. Okay, <sighs> I got a thing. I got a couple of things from Community. Okay, <laughs> this is funny. I'm waiting for it to load. Natasha Melissa says top three Jimmy Eat World albums. Go, right. And you get uh-huh. answers like uh, Integrity Blues, Stay on My Side Tonight, Surviving, Futures, Bleed American, Integrity Blues, Bleed American, Chase This Life, Futures, all that stuff. No. Andrew Bradford says, 1994 self-titled, 1993 <laughs> demo tape, 1992 Orangewood <laughs> Sessions, drops mic and walks off. <laughs> and Dominic Morales <laughs> does cool guy sunglasses meme uh, gif uh, 
that was both of those were a year ago. So me six days ago jumps in with the Jack Nicholson nodding gift. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, cuts. I did. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, Tyler Newhard, who we have brought up on the. Uh, oh, of course, this is not going to load. Watch out. It's the space balls. What do they say? Uh, we ain't finding shit. <laughs> you found anything yet? Yeah. Uh, there was some when I was looking and I was I was grabbing that uh, the high quality audio track, the theme song. Uh, the top comment on it on YouTube was the irony of this song is that the song is about space balls, like the evil ones uh, being the ones who defeat and win. But the the time that that song shows up is at the end of the movie when their asses are getting kicked. And they're actually <laughs> <laughs> about to get blown up onto the That's planet. <laughs> uh, okay. So Tyler Newhard, I, I believe I've read this tweet before even. January 23rd, 2013 uh, is responding to them talking about going out on tour. Also, are you guys counting stuff off? Oh, I think they're talking about how many records they've had or playing really old stuff or something. Uh, the context is not there. Um, but just randomly, Jimmy Eat World, are you also... Are you guys counting stuff off singles, Orangewood Sessions, or the self-titled album? So Tyler Newhart out there trying to get Jimmy Eat World to acknowledge the Orangewood Sessions. And finally, Claudia's iPod. I had I was so curious, and I don't think she responded. Um, February 9th of this year. I suspect my iPod is going to die soon, so I'm trying to put everything into a Spotify playlist, but some of the stuff that I found on BearShare just simply does not exist. Example, Jimmy Eat World's Orangewood Sessions, 1992, Radiohead's cover of the Verve's The Drugs Don't Work, cry face emoji. Also, just want to say that I feel genuinely terrible about using BearShare and LimeWire for many years. If I could go back, I wouldn't use them at all. But it is how I got a lot of my music, music that is now doomed to live forever, on my silver iPod mini. And I responded, oh, maybe they did. <laughs> Let's see. Yes. I haven't seen this, uh, that you can't add your own music to Spotify is reason enough to be on Apple music. <laughs> Did that iPod finally die? Were you able to save those Orangewood sessions tracks? And Claudia says the iPod still works, but I haven't been able to save the Orangewood sessions. Any suggestions? I'm going to go ahead and give her a like, and I'm <laughs> going to direct message her a link to the Orangewood sessions. I don't know. <clears throat> There's a couple of people, I because I was trying to search and find that post. Uh, you have to link me to it. Just because I like reading about people who actually used BearShare. It was such a small little I don't app, think you know? I knew it. So what, it was just like Kazaa? Like, I only yeah, ever used Kazaa because like I could figure out how to use it. Everything else I didn't understand. Uh, well, now I'm blanking. What was the what was the file sharing app that sat in your system tray that was the little, uh, looked like a little blue phoenix? Um, it was very similar that to That wasn't Kazaa. No, no, it was no. Kazaa, it, Napster, and LimeWire were the big ones, right? Kazaa, Napster, LimeWire, um, yeah, for for and then BearShare for me, sure, for peer to peer sharing, yeah, yeah. I just didn't know it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how I came across it. I, it was probably on some website where they had all these uh, options, and I wanted to pick the one that maybe would gather the least amount of attention. You know, like Napster was the was the biggest, and so I ended up going to LimeWire later, but. Um, it's very rare that you hear someone mention BearShare. Yeah, totally. Okay, 
Claudia Soul now Seek. has it was the called Sessions. Soul Seek. David. Soul Seek. And I Soul you know, I Seek. feel like I've seen that, heard that come up before. Uh that's it. Well, here's a happy ending. Claudia now has the Orangewood Sessions. Okay. Silver iPod be <laughs> damned. I can't help her with her Verve cover. You know, Cindy Hawkins Pod recently brought up the Verve and the Verve pipe, and it always bothered uh, me that those were two different Yeah, names. right. How is right. it not like the Verve pipe was like old members of the Verve <laughs> or <Right>. something? They- <laughs> Different sound, different band. And then there was uh, the beat and then the English beat. <laughs> oh, oh, you're man. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. That is all I have for community and track notes. Do you have anything else? I do. Now, I don't know if you noticed uh, at the beginning when I played the Lionel uh, Cartwright track, I asked, you know, what does it sound like? You picked up on what I was actually getting at, which was it sounds a lot like um, Hey Dude, right? Yeah. in that sound. But there is also a vocal line that Lionel oh. sings in there that some other people, if and if you know me, you know me, I like my Weird Al, uh, <laughs> that I caught. And so I made a rave DJ, and this is called All Watched Santa Went Crazy. And I, <laughs> I got to say, before we play it, I'm bummed because it's off by a measure. And if it were not off by measure, it would really work well. So let's give this a listen. Uh, This is All Watched Santa Went Crazy. Now get yourself ready. Get that radio turned up. Because tonight, live in our spacious studios, a very special guest, ladies and gentlemen. It's the intro that killed it. Had a six transistor when I was a kid. Under it's so funny, I hear it now. I hear it. When the lights went out and no one could see over the airwaves, the world That's so funny. It could work, man. I wanted it to work so bad, and uh, I even would, tried the, the intros, other different the versions. Extended intros are what kill it. Yeah, I even tried that, and it still screwed oh. it up. It must pick up like where it thinks the measure yeah. starts. I don't know. It didn't even have to alter the sound that much. It's like the no, even the, the keys were about the same. <laughs> I'm glad you heard it out there. Like, oh, I hear oh, it now. So good. <laughs> uh, I mix it with an old, old Blink-182 song. The title is better than the Rave DJ. It says, Rare Marlboro Man World Song. Uh, <laughs> uh, so there's a song called Marlboro Man, and there was something in Marlboro Man that made me think uh, that it kind of sounded like Hey You. So we could play a little bit of it, but it's not okay. really worth writing home about. Okay, hit me with it. Uh, I think I just texted it, or I texted it to somebody. Oh, it's coming still. All right, great. And I think we've talked about this upload before because there's this like weird cat picture that's <laughs> so strange <laughs> to look at ah real rare marlboro man world song this is intense all right here we go 
Got him. <laughs> it's better than I thought. Remembered. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that, that is weird. Okay. Oh my god, the little nuts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Everything is so wrong for you. I'm a boy with no sense of time, and I'm always thinking twice. In my eyes, like something you're gonna have to miss. You're gonna have to change, but I'm gonna lie. Oh, God. It's just so bad. <laughs> just unintelligible demos demo on demo no not at all what's oh, funny man. is the marlboro man was going to go into a very similar guitar <laughs> solo and i thought they were going to be like dueling solos and did not it just cut to some other part of the song <laughs> i swear man hit or miss with that <laughs> yeah uh what, what oh. uh, i do have a couple they're not covers but I got something called Orangewood Sessions Hosier cover. Um, Ooh. Yeah. So let's take a listen to the Orangewood Sessions Hosier cover. I think this is, might be on Twitter, so I don't think this is going to play here. Uh, go ahead and send that to you. What is this going to? Well, let's see. Karaoke Magazine? Wow. Karaoke Mag. Nope. Huh. This Take is going to church. junk. Hosier. Neat. Well, Ooh. never wor- never mind about that. How did that happen? Um, my my computer's been compromised, David. I need to <laughs> I need to forward <laughs> oh, some. Oh, you cash. just need to download that one thing real quick. <laughs> right. Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. That's a bummer. You know, you want that stuff to exist. Yeah. Well, I remember seeing it and I copied it for some reason. The mm. night away. The night Kringle went nuts. Realized he was getting the raw deal. Something finally must have snapped in his brain. Uh, I have this thing called Ariana Powell. Oh, let's see what this goes to. Okay, actually, at least goes to something. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, this is Ariana Powell, Orangewood Sessions. Take a listen. Live acoustic guitar performance featuring guitarist Ariana Powell, May 1st, 2018. Damn, flex. Oh, yeah. This is this is the most Justin music I ever heard. Oh, dude. <laughs> It's an orange wood guitar. Oh, I see. She's a featured artist on it. in LA like it's off if you're uh, looking downtown she's off more of like the Westwood area. she's 
no. Well, not Westwood. Go I'm back sorry. to the beginning of the video. I'm pretty sure she's over by the Hollywood Bowl. I think she's oh, okay. up uh, Mulholland right there. Uh, and what's funny, I, and I'm sure it's no mistake, there's a John Mayer live concert. Oh, you've seen it. You gotta have seen it. Where he plays guitar, I believe, on this same little ridge. Oh, with that little, he's got the, um... The little amp next to him. The half stack, yeah. And the 101 yeah. is behind him, yeah. I yeah. think this is that same little, like, turn off of Mulholland. Like, over, like, behind her back is, well, I guess geographically, like, downtown wouldn't be over there. Cool, man. This is awesome. I'm glad we played this. I just saved it. I was just like, oh, okay. Um. Good lord. Yeah. Damn. So tight. Wow, Ariana Powell. I'm gonna jump back to the beginning of this. Let's see what this geographically is. Uh, oh, she's way out there. This almost looks Silver Lakey. Yeah, Silver Lake, man. But yeah, doesn't this look like that? That little bit right there. Oh, come on. Looks like that little ridge where um, John oh, yeah. Mayer played off of uh, off of Mulholland. But yeah, no, I think she's. Uh, like looking at downtown, it still looks like she's. It's got to be like a Silver Lakey type area. Yeah, just maybe further anyway. over in the hill. All right. Well, yeah, that was a great find, man. So cool, man. There's a bunch of Orangewood videos, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, Justin, what are your final thoughts on the song? <sighs> hey, you. Um, love, loved the show. Grimus. Not really, Hugh. <laughs> Grimus. <laughs> Jerry was a race car driver. Uh. <laughs> I mean, it's it's one of those early tracks. I'm glad that they they changed their sound up. I don't really have much to say about this song. Um, again, the lyrics are pretty juvenile. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's not really that special. I, I like that they they just went like full on punk rock with this, though. You know, yeah, it's cool. Sound. It sounds it's very cool. much like a band that's into punk rock and knows that song. Boys don't cry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of cool that this song came out after Hey Dude, the TV show still. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, man. Uh, I don't know. I think it's a fun jam uh, and I'm excited to dig into it with our guest. So um, uh, right after uh, uh, we're going to toss to a, a group of clips, I went through the entire history of blink 155 and 155 pod and pulled all the times that josiah hughes talked about jimmy eat world <laughs> and uh, wow and i played those clips for him <laughs> and we talk about that um so uh um i, I know i've said I, and you know i thought about it a lot i did i i say things in jest and i i assume that people understand that i mean things in jest but you know what happens when you assume justin uh, right you make, you make an, an ass out of you ass. yeah and me yes <laughs> um and so i did say that bullying rocks um and i meant that because bullying so does not rock um and it's kind of bothered me since i said that a couple weeks ago um bullying does not rock um but saying it is so ridiculous that i thought that that was funny but anyway um uh, 
Josiah asked if I was going to bully him using his audio clips <laughs> and that I can call up anything that he's ever said on the show. Um, and I will never use my powers for evil. Um, but I did think it was really funny to string all of his uh, Jimmy world hate back to back to back to back. And then uh, <laughs> oh, so it's hate that with him. Oh, OK, it's mostly hate. Uh, he goes back and forth. And he talks about how much he likes the middle, actually. Um, oh, wow. OK, right. Um, so uh, stay tuned for that. But uh, for now, um, be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. <laughs> Um, Jimmy Eat World opened the first half, which I feel like maybe you like Jimmy Eat World, but I definitely have never cared about them. I like that one hit, but other than that, I've never really listened to them. Are well, you like a clarity, clarity man? I'm, I'm definitely like, look at me. I mean, you can't right now, but you, you know what I look like. I'm a goddamn clarity man. If this is the guy from Jimmy Eat World. I'd be like, yeah, because those lips, I don't know. Something about the Jimmy Eat World guy screams small mouth to me yeah totally. <laughs> and that's what we have here is the fault of jimmy eat world because like honestly jimmy eat world is bad and i just need to say that. i just need to start admitting it out loud okay. jimmy eat world sucks i've even really heard any jimmy eat world other than like that one song which i admit kind of goes um, <laughs> yeah you're a human know. being with a heart I, yeah but i don't know i've tried putting on their albums called what is it called like Claritin or whatever. Yes. And uh, <laughs> I just get so bored so quickly and I turn it off. On the the Jimmy Eat World Guys new uh, podcast thing today, too. There's a lot of blink happening this week. It's a big blink week. I don't know too much about Jimmy Eat World, but does Tom not look like the guy from Jimmy Eat World, like exactly? I mean, this kind of I mean, sounds like Jimmy Eat World, doesn't it? No, totally. It's like, ching, 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 ching. I heard when I heard that Jimmy World was touring with Third Eye Blind, I was like, "No way!" Because I'm a huge Jimmy World fan, right? Which is another thing. Oh, I'm like, yeah, you're like my... a foreign person to me. I can't even get into <laughs> Jimmy World at all. Okay, the... like I think uh, Jimmy Eat World was shit talking them recently, and I don't want to be forced to pick sides because I'm going to oh. go with Third Eye Blind. But doesn't isn't like Jimmy Eat World also a band that people only like like two or three early records? Ladies and gentlemen, welcoming to the pod. Uh, one of the Godfathers, the reason I started this whole damn thing with Justin, Josiah Hughes from 155 Pod. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for coming on, Josiah. What's up? Thank you for having me, I think. <laughs> well, okay. You had mentioned before we started recording, Entrapment. No, I 100% uh, lovingly enjoyed every time you brought up Jimmy Eat World. And we played some of the clips just now <laughs> of... <laughs> Uh, uh, of the two, I, I also wrote to Justin when you agreed to come on. Of the two 155 hosts I thought would come on this podcast, Josiah was not the one. <laughs> but I think I chose a song. I think I chose a song that you might be into. In addition to, uh, in the clip, you mentioned one song that goes, I think it's Sweetness, not the middle that you were referring to. Can you? Is confirm? it? I, I mean,. I can only the only song I can think of is the middle, and when that first song first oh, okay, came out, cool. I hated it. I hated it so much. Like I was like, "What is this fucking middle of the road?" Uh, <laughs> like you know, whatever. I, I was just so mad that there was like something supposedly punk that they played at the Gap or whatever. And then eventually, <laughs> it just clawed its hooks into me, and I ended up. I do like that song. Oh, okay, but yeah, cool. I mean, the the thing about Jimmy Eat World for me is like, and it's funny to spend you know, four years 
talking for like six hours a week or whatever it is. I, I think people don't realize you're bound to say contradictory things. <laughs> In that clip, it sounds like I hate Jimmy Eat World. <laughs> and then I admit that they're good and then whatever. I mean, that's still kind of how I feel. I, I just don't really get them. And I also am at the age where I don't, I'm just like everything's kind of an ingrown nail now I, or maybe that's not the right expression but i just feel like at this point my heart is so hardened to my whatever i liked or didn't like when i was 16 that it's just like i don't think i'm ever going to get into them at this point you know and what i mean i think that's fair i i think i think there are so many facets to the band uh i forget if it's in that clip or not but going through all the clips i heard sam doing a lot of uh saving of them but also you touch on it most people only like their first couple albums and i think I think when you say most people, I do think you mean the larger uh, uh, zeitgeist of, of folk who were into the middle are not necessarily getting into the latest Jimmy Eat World record, no matter how much like Bleed American it does or doesn't sound. Um, but I would say their fan base is pretty good. They play; they can easily sell out a 5,500 cap venue and, and, and stuff like that. So I think they have found their niche and have continued going on. But I think people that weren't into them before aren't necessarily going to get in them today, um, which is yeah. why we went all the way back to 1992 for this track that probably isn't even Jimmy Eat World. <laughs> right. So, so tell me about this track. I, I was curious what year it was too. While I was listening. What's the deal with the song? Like, so, this is a pre-Jimmy Eat World thing. So yeah, they. The reason the band is called Jimmy Eat World. The singer of this song is Tom Linton, who plays guitar in Jimmy Eat World. He's the guy that not not Jim. Uh, he had a brother named Jim as well, uh, who is the source of the band's name. And this band from the Orangewood Sessions had gone by many names. I wrote a couple down that you might enjoy. Uh, we think Grimace is what they were going by when they recorded this. But at one point, they were also Cornbread and Creep Dive, which is actually a really cool band name. Um, and... You, had, uh, you pronounced it like Grimace, but it, when you wrote it out to me, it looks like it's Primus with a G, which is even funnier to me, like <laughs> Grimus. So, so, yeah, I think I think it was named after the McDonald's character. Uh, you guys, uh, you had, like, the Happy Meal characters, Ronald McDonald, and all of the friends, like Hamburglar and stuff. That made it up to Canada? Oh, yeah, okay, absolutely. So Grimace, I think, was the big purple guy? Um, yeah, And of I course. think his name Love was him. spelled one way, so then, yeah, I think they did the Primus spelling of Grimace. Um, so Grimus, yeah, let's, let, let's call it Grimus for now. <laughs> um, but one of the names that they had played shows as was Jimmy Eat World. So when Jimmy Eat World, as we know it today, had formed, they booked a show with no name, and the drummer remembered seeing Tom's band play as Jimmy Eat World and said, let's use that name again. So I think that's how this got tied into the lore of the band. Um, so, okay, so to clarify... The name Jimmy World is referring to a different Jimmy, even though the main guy's name is Jim, which Isn't I also never even very made that connection until yeah. today. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I mean, honestly, Jimmy World to me, especially having just heard all those other band names you just listed, I, I do think Jimmy World is a really good band name. And I know yeah. someone one time tweeted that from the band, they're like, you know, we should have thought of this beforehand and it abbreviates to spell Jew on the merchandise. And they're like, oh, we regret doing that or whatever. That was like a viral <laughs> tweet that i laughed at but i do think it's a cool name like it feels kind of like a you know a google translate back and forth from <laughs> japanese or something like it just feels kind of like well, odd the, in yeah, a cool way and even more context uh the 
Tom's two brothers. So, bunch of Mormons in this band. Um, oh, really? Okay, yeah, I didn't know that they either. They don't talk about it much. And uh, Zach, the drummer, who's the loud one on Twitter all the time, uh, has a very complicated relationship with. He seems to mostly talk about the Christian church, but in our research, tons of Mormons. So lots of kids. And Tom had two brothers in this instance, Ed and Jim, that were in an argument. And Ed was all mad at Jim at eight years old, drew a picture of him because he was chubby, and drew a picture of him eating the world and wrote Jimmy Eat World, which is the source <laughs> of the band's name. Which is just, Aww, it is a little Jim. Google translate <laughs> <laughs> that's great i did not know the mormon connection and i do love me some mormon bands like the killers and imagine dragons so that right gives them one and this is the in, most in mormon that the band has ever been the guy who plays drums on this his name is mason was uh originally the bass player in jimmy eat world left the band to go on his mormon mission in puerto rico and that was Whoa. right before they signed to capital so then they got this guy rick who plays bass in this band to uh, leave his band Carrier at the time and play a show with Jimmy Eat World, which they then got signed to Capitol Records. So this song that you're talking about this week is from like a a demo or something. Like where did this? Where did you find this song? So there was a website called JimmyEatWorldOnline.com, and they had a bunch of bootlegs that had been floating around, and on there was something called the Orangewood Sessions, and it was touted as Jimmy Eat World's demo. So as far as I knew, this was their fly swatter. Uh, if we're comparing things to Blink-182. <laughs> this is their Flyswatter demo tape. And, uh, I mean, even the little guitar lick in the middle of this particular song, Hey You, sounds so Blink-182. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, I, I gotta say, like, so I appreciate you thinking of me for this song because you're right. I absolutely love, like, the the fidelity of this is what I wish all music sounded like. I think it's perfect. The kind of demo era of a band especially like a band that blows up later on and then you can go back and listen to the demo i I always think oh they should have just kept recording this way forever like just keep it sounding as shitty as possible however as i was listening to it i was thinking yeah i still kind of understand why i don't like jimmy world like even at their earliest phase uh we'll call them grimus again of course uh <laughs> grimus here was <laughs> they're referencing things that i've personally never really been into like it, to me it sounds less like blink and more like jawbreaker and a little bit of like maybe uh misfits vocals or even i guess if it's 92 i don't know if it was if if it makes sense or not but i, I feel like even there's a little bit of davy havoc in there and those three things are just things i've never really gotten into so i feel like the, at the very core jimmy e world is starting at a place that I've never really, I guess, just understood. And maybe sure. that's why when I try to dig into everything that comes after, it's just starting at a place that I don't really understand musically. And and that's the other thing is it, you're not doing it, correct me if I'm wrong, you're not a musical journalist currently, but your musical journalist background is able to make those connections that me, uh, a guy whose favorite band is Blink-182, cannot 100% make. So I'm glad that you've drawn those connections because I'm like, I don't know, I guess it kind of sounds like The Cure and Blink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's just something about it that is, I think it's the, uh, the chord progressions and stuff. They're a little bit less kind of major scale, which is what you get from Blink and The Cure and more kind of 
Yeah, I just feel like they're trying to sound like Drawbreaker, who's a band that I've always wanted to like because you you can have so much cred if you're into <laughs> early Drawbreaker, especially. But I just it just doesn't connect for me. So, uh, are you saying that Jim Adkins is not on this recording, or he is? Yeah, and we only found that out when we did our last episode on this uh, demo tape, which actually featured Sarah Louise, uh, and we brought up that the vocals kind of sounded like Misfits and stuff. But yeah, this is as far as we know, we found an old yearbook photo of these three band members talking about oh we want to cut a tape soon and that was in 91 so we assume that this is again without much confirmation and we've actually spoken to the guy that recorded it um he vaguely remembers that uh that tom and mason were distant cousins of his which is why he recorded it for free on some used (laughs) tape he had laying around and it was all live to tape and so it's Rick, Tom, and Mason, as far as we can tell based on that photo. Wow. So this is, I mean, I love this. This is kind of, you know, and you mentioned at the start, you called me your godfather, which I do feel kind of like a, a dawn in this world of podcasting. You know? There's so many, uh, there's so many pods now. Petting my cat in my lap while I listen. Look what Make you've sure done. You, you pay up, pay for protection. But, uh, you know, I love, he- I love hearing that you, there are a lot of pods that seem to be influenced by Blink-155, but I love hearing that you, you're doing one that has, like, that deep stalker tendency that I had before. That's what we need more of. We need to that was really, yeah, digging up the yearbooks. Yeah, I, I zoned out if you weren't stalking on Blink-155. I was kind of not into it so much. But. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you were bullying and stalking people, I was all, I was all about it. <laughs> If I was contradicting myself about Jimmy Eat World, you oh my god, give I mean, it to me! <laughs> I actually, I know that you've done a bunch of archival things with Blink One Fifty Five, but how do you do this where you like know the theme of what I said? Like, do you have like a document where you've written down where I talk oh, about Jimmy Eat yeah, World? Oh yeah, no. So right? that that would be way too stalkery and way too much of my time. No, I I am all about uh, work smarter, not harder. So. Uh, with uh, the software I work on at work, so I work in editorial uh, post-production, we do a lot of BTS content. We work in Avid Media Composer. Avid Media Composer has a plugin called PhraseFind, and it phonetically indexes whatever you feed it, and like 20 times real time. So if I feed it a one-hour episode of Blink-155, it has it indexed in like 30 seconds. Um, Oh, wow. And so I can phonetically type in so yesterday I did Propagandi, and today I did Jimmy Eat World, and it took me 10 minutes to put that clip together of you and Sam talking Jimmy Eat Whoa. World across, what, 174 episodes? Plus, I, I fed it some 155 episodes uh, as well a couple weeks ago. So while, <laughs> yes, it does seem like something that might take a long time, it took me maybe 10 minutes. Um, so the fact that it's easier, too, now I'm thinking of you as some kind of supervillain who's going to ruin my life. <laughs> No way, no way, not at all. And there's no transcripts. So. <laughs> also, yeah. So I, I heard uh, my friend Miles was in there too. That's another podcast that I love to shout out when I can. It's a beautiful day in the Gulch. Um, he also kind of just came on came on our show, got into our show, and then started a podcast. And uh, it's one of my all time faves. So I got to shout out Pre Miles. Absolutely. There. And I can't remember what he said about Jimmy E. World. Did he say the guy from Jimmy E. World seems like he has a small, small mouth? Small mouth. Yeah, yeah. I, what's funny is I, I tried not to make the clip way too long, but I did listen to more of the handles than I gave you. And yeah, it's really funny some of the some of the wild turns that it takes. <laughs> but yeah, I love that this. take that he definitely has small mouth energy. <laughs> 
He well, okay. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Jason Lee, which I don't. That's kind of cool in a way. I guess Jason Lee is like a Scientologist, so it's kind of weird. But he's also a pro skater, so that's cool. That's what I was. Gonna, um, I thought Ethan Supley was a Scientologist, but Jason Lee is as well. I think so, or he okay. was, anyways. All right, cool. Um, but I feel like if you slapped the mustache on Jim Adkins, he would he could pull off a "My Name Is Earl" look for sure. Yeah. He also kind of reminds me, and I don't know why, because maybe I'm misremembering. I feel like he always had center parted hair, and then that made me think of uh, the bass player of Death Cab for Cutie. His hair—I don't know if you've ever seen that guy before. Yeah. His hair is like the most infuriating. Uh, tiny center parted bangs ever that like the whole my whole life growing up even when i was a death cab fan i was like i want to beat that guy up because of his hair which i think is pretty messed up thing to think i'm sorry for thinking that way i'm just being honest but um yeah the, the jim atkins has a very like distinctive look and and i do think it's kind of his podcast seems pretty cool actually like i like any podcast that has on david bazan and Nate Roos, you're like, okay, this guy's this guy knows what's up. He has good taste. Yeah, He's yeah, having yeah. the homies on. So respect. It's interesting when he talks about his influences and then you listen to his songs that it's the same person almost. And not in a negative way, but there's almost and, and in deciphering his lyrics eighty eight episodes in or whatever we are, uh there's so much more to it than the poppy music that it sounds like. Cause when you read it, you're like, I don't, I don't even know what level this guy's on <laughs> or you know, what uh, wavelength he's writing. Uh, but it's definitely <laughs> above what we're, <laughs> what we're ready. He's not like Chris Hanna status. Like we don't have to read a ton of books, but there are books involved, <laughs> and I know how you feel about those. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wonder if he's read the Travis Barker autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually what Surviving uh, is about, the album. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. So, th- again, also, it's just to back to the song. It's funny to think about, like, the kind of things that got people signed. Like, this was a demo that someone heard and was like, ah, oh, yes, this band is going to make it. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, so that's what's kind of crazy. So that was the, that was Grimace before they became Jimmy Eat World. A bunch of bands came together to form what's what became Jimmy Eat World. They booked some random show and through, yeah, a very strange series of events within a year of being a band, they were signed to Capitol. And it just happened to be because Jim ran a quote unquote, like booking company out of Phoenix, but really because no one was booking shows in Phoenix. So he would go through maximum rock and roll, book your own fucking life, have his phone number in there. He would book shows and he happened to book a show with, uh, oh, I'm forgetting the name of the band right now, 484J-Pod, if anybody knows. <laughs> um, but they came out to L.A., played a show at the Troubadour. The next night, they were playing a show in Phoenix, and somebody from Capitol was there and was like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> wow. That's so easy back then. In, in a way, yeah. To, like, they didn't even have to buy Spotify streams or whatever bands do now. Yeah, exactly. And... Uh, <laughs> And and, fr- and even the version of Jimmy Eat World that got signed was more um, uh, more of the Sunny Day Real Estate uh, uh, Captain Jazz form of like emo and like I mean really they were a pop punk band that went a little more emo and then between the time they got signed to Capitol and released uh, Clarity because Static Prevails is their first Capitol record and it is more of that older sound. Jim started writing all the songs and they became 
what uh, bores you to death on clarity and more this <laughs> introspective, long-winded, more pop-driven uh, rock. And so, I mean, it's uh, the way you describe it. I feel like maybe I would be into it, but I just feel like I, you know, it's too late for me. You know, I, I, hey, I I'm don't. not, I'm not here to proselyte. You know the word. That's um, a t- yeah. How do you say that word out loud? I don't know. Nobody knows. It's a tough one. <laughs> it's only for print. It's only fit for print. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, but yeah, uh, I do. So so. You have a uh, your 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 first time playing "Hey You" from Orangewood Sessions was a delightful surprise, or uh, I guess the it fidelity. Was, yeah, that I mean, into. I, yeah, I I liked it, but I still it, it was one of those things where I just felt like my own feelings about it were confirmed. I was I was oh, I opened myself to have a eureka moment and say, oh, I finally now that I've gone back to the source, I get it. But it, I was kind of just like okay, these guys were probably into the things that I was never into, and that explains everything, why I've never been able to connect with this band. So yeah, uh, I liked it. I mean, I, lo- I love that feeling also. You, you know what's the sickest right. flex out of everything, though? Is that Sam's probably never heard this song. So That's true. <laughs> you could be like, I've hated him from the start, even before you even ever heard it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, more ammo to flex on Sam. <laughs> Eventually, I got a run out of, of ammo, but it hasn't happened yet. But, you know, I'll, I'm happy to put it in the tank for the future. So. For sure. Uh, okay, so uh, let's do uh, plugs. Unless there's any other takes, I think we've covered so much. We talked so much more about Jimmy Eat World than I absolutely anticipated with you. So. <laughs> Perfect. I'd love to talk more about Jimmy Eat World, but I'd also love to plug the show because there's some changes that have come to 155, and, and I, everybody needs to know. Yeah, yeah, so it's kind of a little bit confusing, but um, last year we did a Twitch stream where we were, we all collectively became obsessed with the song Lips of an Angel by Hinder, um, and then people started covering it for the Twitch stream, and then we ended up releasing this, I think, 60-song compilation or something ridiculous, um, and then <clears throat> we ran out of Blink-182 songs to talk about, and we are just like, uh, should we just stop podcasting? But obviously that's never going to happen. Um, so then we we just opened it up. So now every week we talk about just a different punk song. It could be like we did a whole month of Green Day songs, but sometimes we'll talk about like obscure cross punk. Like this week we talk about the band Electro Hippies. And sometimes we talk about Avril Lavigne. It's kind of just like the loosest definition of punk is what we go by. And then our listeners get to cover the songs that we discuss in length at the end because on blink 155 if you've never heard it um we used to look up different covers of the song on youtube but now we now we our listeners cover the songs we listen to those i mean it's the most ridiculous and uh positive earnest experience i'm like so earnest now it's disgusting <laughs> uh, i just listen to music and love it every week but it's yeah it's a lot of fun so uh the episodes come out on wednesday on wednesday nights for our our patreoners as long as well as bonus episodes and then uh the it, then there's the normie feed on monday so yeah it's a, it's a lot but i mean if you if you're thinking of joining a cult i think this is the one to join i couldn't be more proud to have joined this cult and without that cult <laughs> uh, uh wouldn't be jimmy pod um so i appreciate you were one of the two my co-host and you were the people i told that i was thinking of starting this and uh, right and uh, so, yeah, I appreciate everything that you have done. Uh, I, 
it's not often that the listeners get to speak directly to you. So I think speaking for the whole nation, uh, everything you do is 100% appreciated, whether or not, like, I feel like I've backed off from the nation a little bit. It's not to say I'm not listening and enjoying every week. So <laughs> thank you so much. And, for- and plugging it into your, plugging it into your spy software. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've I've I've, uh, I've pivoted my my fandom into an evil empire over here. So, if there's any, if there's ever ever any doxing you want to do on previous guests or Sam himself, let me know and we'll we'll find some problematic uh, audio. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> oh man! All right, thank you so much for coming on, man. I won't take up more of your yeah. day. Thanks for having me.